Hey, what's up, homies? Welcome to our very first season of the Home Podcast series titled Hello My Twenties. On this series, we have guests who are in their 30s reflecting back on their 20s and really unpacking their life decisions and how God played a role in it. So, if you're in your teens and early 20s, or even in the same life stages as these guys, sit back and relax because there's always things to learn. And yes, I know that Hello My Twenties is a K drama, but trust me, this is much better. Enjoy, guys. Hello everyone, welcome to another session of this no-name podcast. <laughs> We're open to suggestions for names. Um, uh, today we've got Mira. Uh, Mira I've known for a very long time. She, yes, don't, she doesn't remember. remember. No. <laughs> <laughs> I remember, it was in, back in high school. Um, yeah, so today's got to be more like a old mate catch-up mm-hmm. than anything else. Um, so, why don't you introduce yourself first? Your name, Hi. your age, and your current job. Am I introducing myself to you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, my name is Mira. I am 31 this year, and I am a full-time primary school teacher currently. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, how long have you been a teacher for? Um, this is my sixth year now. So, yeah, oh, well, yeah six years. Yeah, well. but it feels like... It's been a while, <laughs> to be honest. Wow. Yeah. Ah. And how long? So we we go to the same church. Yes. We've been we going do. to the same church for ages. Yeah. Um, even before this church. That's right. Yeah. Um, how long you've been going to home church for? Oh gosh. Um, in terms of years, would it be about seven, six? I don't oh, know. Wow. Um, kind of came in its kind of second year, so. Yeah. 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 Of, cool. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So as I said, I've known Mira for I've known you for a while. Mm. Um, I think especially in the twenties I've known you. Yeah, probably well. the most. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I guess later on, we kind of did separate stuff, going overseas and going different yeah. cities and stuff. Um, so as I said, Mira, I've known you for a while in your twenties. Yeah. Um, lot of stuff happened in your life. Yeah. <laughs> a lot. I think you're one of the few people that I know where you've, where you've gone through a lot. Uh-huh. Um, but it's quite exciting because I've seen, now I see you coming out of it and actually, mm. I guess in a way, yeah, seeing you go through it and mm. come out of it and still talking to you, I think that's really cool. Mm. Um, but why don't you just share some of the things? <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot About of things. my 20s. Um, but yeah, a couple of things that were significant in your life, in your 20s. Yeah, um, probably um, at the peak of my 20s, so a lot of it had to do more with family. Mm. Um, and then more like milestone, more like, yeah, more, I don't want to say milestone, but significant things um, was like uh, the reconciliation with my dad, um, my dad's passing, and then me moving to London. And then also moving out of home, so being independent. Mm, yeah. I would say, yeah, pretty much sums up my twenties. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> which one do you want to share first? Um, I could. I mean, I could guess. I, I could go in order. Yeah, if you I want. I kind of think um, it makes more sense that way. Yeah, 
So, you shared a bit about your family. Mm -hmm. um, you've got two sisters. I do. <laughs> I've got two sisters and two brothers-in-law. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it's, we're, I would say we're pretty tight. Mm. Um, and I think that comes from just like our upbringing and the home situation. Um, yeah. But yeah. Yeah, and you're the middle child. I am the middle child. How's that for you? How is that growing up? Um, I actually quite love it. Like mm. I'm, uh, I would say I'm quite independent, and I do like to do things my way, um, without sort of involving everybody else. Yeah. Um, so I guess I am the typical kind of middle child. Mm. Um, I think it's worked out for me pretty well. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, is it quite, is it true? Because I remember, because I know both your sisters. Yes. And I know both of them didn't like each other when they were younger. Yeah. Where were you um, before all of that? Were you kind of in the middle? Yeah, I, um, I wasn't really involved. So whatever yeah. happened between them, it kind of was just the two of them. I was yeah. like, didn't really care, had my own thing going on. Mm. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Um, and... I believe you weren't, you're originally from Brisbane, right? Um, well, we were from Sydney. Yep. Um, but we did move over there for a bit because of my family, my parents, they had a business over there. Mm. And then we moved back about year five. Yeah. Yeah. And then we've been here since. Mm. Cool. Mm. Um, and then I guess we'll talk about your dad. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, tell us, I guess, the background of it. Yeah, I guess um, he, <laughs> um, I guess just to talk about it quickly, I suppose. Um, so my dad wasn't, Christ wasn't Christian um, and there was just a lot of, I suppose, tension between my mum, who was very um, typical, like Korean, Ajuma, like going to church and, you know, going to all the events and things. And um, there was just a lot of tension between my dad who didn't believe and, didn't understand like why my mum would spend that much time at church and then um, I suppose that growing up in that kind of environment it um, yeah it there was a lot of strain between the two and then eventually my dad actually did move to Korea um, so for the longest time during I suppose my pubescent sort of high school um, time um, yeah my dad was absent physically and then emotionally as well I suppose um, and that I think really um, took a toll or impacted my spiritual, I suppose, journey with God as well. Um, mm. Mm. Yeah. Um, and obviously you guys reunited um, yeah. in your 20s? Yeah. So uh, just before, I think it was my 20s. Sure. Yeah. Um, actually, no, maybe it was when I was 20. Mm. So there was just a lot of, I suppose, unforgiveness. And I mean, I think a lot of it came from misunderstandings as well, but also me, you know, not understanding from more of the adult perspective of yeah. like what my dad went through, but also my mum. But then when, just before I turned 20, like a lot of things happened in terms of just my spiritual walk with God. Um, and then I was very convicted to like reach out to dad. Mm. And yeah, just, I suppose, show forgiveness and kind of share the gospel with him. Um, so a lot of my, the early years of my 20s anyway, was me going out to Korea um, with my family also to kind of reconcile with him. 
Mm. Yeah. Yeah, because I remember that, and I remember thinking to myself, yeah, I remember thinking, going, gosh, memory is crazy, because I went through my personal stuff with my family, and mm. it wasn't like that. It was more the opposite, where I, would, I guess, I was more angry towards my dad, my own dad, with all the stuff that happened in my family. But I mm. think, with like, kind of seeing you from the side, and just seeing um, you go through your stage of forgiveness with your dad, I guess, but more than anything, being I guess faithful in a way to your dad. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that was crazy. But what made you mm. have the heart? Yeah. <laughs> um, so the first time I was actually convicted about it um, was when I was on missions um, mm. in Cambodia, actually, with you. Yeah, we went to Cambodia. <laughs> yeah. Um, and we were at this um, children's home, and um, one of the kids that was there um, gave me like a like a teddy bear I don't know if you remember Um, and I just remember breaking like it was um, it was just this powerful moment for me where I felt like I was offered something that I didn't deserve Mm. and I suppose um, kind of the gospel kind of just being personified and um, yeah really kind of being uh, blessed by that was really convicted then to be like oh you know like how can I you know, be going out and being, how can I be like so comfortable with like sharing the gospel with like people that I don't even know Mm. yet, like not show forgiveness towards my own dad. I think that was the biggest thing. Um, And then from there, I was just like determined and kind of made, I suppose, like a promise to God or myself that yeah, every year from then on, I would go out to Korea to reach out to my dad and share the gospel. Um, not necessarily like verbally, but just yeah. through like action. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that was the biggest drive, I guess, behind it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I'm guessing in the beginning it wasn't easy, right? Yeah, it was really awkward. So I kind of just went. I had his email so yeah. what basically like over time, like dad had decided to like cut contact with us. Mm. And so, yeah, very much like my mum was the sole kind of, you know, breadwinner. Like, yeah. you know, very like single parent, that typical kind of thing. Um, yeah, so there was a lot of bitterness and obviously like a lot of fear, even even after I decided mm. to go. Um, but, um, yeah, I had an email. I emailed him and I was just like, hey, I'm coming to Korea. Um, mm. I hope you meet me. And then it kind of was just like, we'll see what happens if he yeah. comes out like if, if he, like who knows if he'll turn out kind of thing mm-hmm. um but he eventually did and we got in contact and yeah. yeah i mean it was definitely awkward because the last time my dad had seen me was about year eight and then mm-hmm. the next time was when i was 20 so yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> i think i think i remember you going to korea pretty much once a year right yeah so i went every year to see him. Mm-hmm. um so i would work um, save up money yeah. and then at the end of the year go for like two, three weeks um, mm. and that was for about six years. Sure, well, six years. Yeah. Yeah. And how this, what, what changes did you see, mm. I guess for you personally, um, relationally with your dad? Obviously in the beginning it was all good. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I think um, 
the biggest thing was that I had a fear that he was, you know, from my memory anyway, he was very stubborn. Mm. Um, and to be honest, I didn't know what to expect. I yeah. kind of, it was kind of like, to be honest, like, I just felt like the, like this shield, like God definitely was like there. Um, cause even the things that I would say, like any of my broken Korean to mm. my dad, um, I would pretty much say things like, like, how could you, like, right. are you even my dad kind of thing? Like, mm. um, like be a man, <laughs> that kind of thing. Um, yeah, it definitely was awkward, but definitely, um, I think after each year I saw my dad opening up and mm. I suppose from his perspective, the fact that I was even bothered to, you know, to save up my own money yeah. to go and see him and spend time with him. Yeah. And, you know, he knows better himself, mm. like what he put our family through. So I think slowly he just like softened and yeah. I saw this side. I mean, it was different every year. So the first year I went there by myself and then the second year, um, I also saw like changes in my family. Sure. So like, you know, Jane and Yumi, my sisters and even my mum. And then like later on, um, Albert also went with me one time. Yeah. And then that also brought a different side, like, of me seeing dad. Yeah. Because, um, you know, he couldn't really speak great English to Albert. So mm. it was all kind of through his gestures. And yeah, yeah it, was, it was actually really insane. Like, yeah, I mean, I think yeah. the, climax of, the climax of it was at Jane's, Jane and Albert's wedding. Yeah. And seeing a video of your dad actually speaking, I guess, to Albert and Jane. Yeah. Um, I didn't think there was a single person that didn't cry that video yeah that was a pretty that was epic. I was like <laughs> I did put you don't mind the background though so <laughs> <laughs> um, either way that yeah. was a cool for me at least memory wise that was like I guess seeing you go through the beginning stages of your yeah. relationship with your dad and I guess seeing the aftermath and the result of it mm. is actually seeing you know someone's face where we've heard it through your testimony and yep. stuff but actually talking to Jane and talking to Jane and Albert, mm. that was epic. That was very epic. Yeah, um, it's pretty crazy. Mm. I think sometimes when I think about it, um, maybe I was more exposed to it as well because I was trying to organize for yeah. him to come here, like surprise yeah. them. Um, and actually, we got pretty close to getting him over here, but there were some like complications. Mm. But you know, even for me, like being blessed to know that his heart was to come. Yeah. Um, I think that in itself was just like, wow, like mm. how, like, yeah, that was pretty insane. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Far out. Getting memories. Mm. Um, yeah. So I guess as you shared, your father unfortunately did pass away. Mm -hmm. um, how was that for you? I think that's when we kind of became distant because. Yeah. That, that was when I, actually we were at home. Yeah, and then our lives were just completely different. Yeah. Um, but I always wanted to ask you, like, how was the, I guess, the aftermath of it? Yeah. And how was the journey recovering from it? I think um, because, like, selfishly, I thought that I had done all this stuff, right? Like, mm. I'd sacrificed, you know, my time, working my, like, my butt off, saving this money, going to create every year, like... Um, there was a certain expectation or, and, and likewise, I suppose, um, a, 
uh, a big disappointment when it did happen. I think um, I really believe that my dad was going to physically come back and like yeah. we would, yeah, like our family would be reunited again and live a certain way. Like, yeah. And so when it did happen and it kind of was very sudden, actually, yeah. like it was at the peak of things like going really well, yeah. like just before it happened a few months, um, my dad had like messaged me to like celebrate my parents wedding anniversary yeah. and that was just like even that itself we were like what you know like that was crazy mm. and then uh, a few months after that my mom had decided that she was going to go create like indefinitely to like yeah. you know like I suppose serve dad or like just sure. be there and like be faithful to that commitment that she made mm. um, and then yeah in the hype of all of that like my dad suddenly got sick and was in coma and then it just went downhill from there mm. And so, but even when he was in coma, um, like, I think, like, there was this strange, like, feeling, like, that everything was still going to turn out, like, really good. Um, and so, kind of, I suppose, his physical passing wasn't even in, like, a factor that we considered. Yeah. Um, and so, I suppose when it did happen, the, the shock or the... I suppose the disappointment or even anger was yeah. quite real and quite big. Mm. Um, yeah. 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 Crazy. Yeah. Um, so I guess with all of that happening, mm. I mean, you've got to ask, right? Like, I've seen, I guess I've seen your spiritual life during that time, mm -hmm. but I've always wondered, you know, who was God when all of this stuff was happening with, you know, reconciliation with your dad? Mm. But clearly a human being human, you know, you get angry at God and you might even question stuff about God, but yeah. where was your spiritual mindset at when your dad passed away? And yeah, right. what was your relationship, relationship like with God? <sighs> Um, that's a really hard question. <laughs> um, I actually, to, um, just a few days, uh, before my dad, like, passed away, um, I had this strange feeling and it was like, I think in hindsight now, it definitely was like Holy Spirit just like, you know, kind of convicting or revealing this part. And yeah, it was in terms of like, you know, if, even if he doesn't make it through, like, will you still trust me? And that was definitely confronting because mm. it was like, what do you mean? Like, you know, I thought it was going to be like this, you know, I've spent this much time. Like it was, you know, once again, all about me, I guess. Or even just like, you know, like my family's gone through so much, like how can you take that away? Um, but that in itself was a journey. And I do remember actually like surrendering even that. Yeah. And we had this family chat going on. Um, and at the time, Yumi was actually in career with mum. Yeah. Um, and I said, you know what? Like, maybe we have to be ready for, mm. act, like, actually letting him go. And will we, will we be okay with that? Sure. Um, yeah. And so there was a certain element of, like, I suppose, like, still faith, like trusting God, even if that was the outcome. Yeah. And obviously when it did come, like, naturally you still go through, like, the emotions of yeah when you're grieving someone mm. um but 
I do, I can say that there was still like this underlining like faith and yeah. like trust that like God um, was still in control and that this was like, yeah, mm. I suppose a part of his plan. I don't really like to say it like that, but yeah. yeah. Um, mm. And, you know, in hindsight now, like even as we were like going through that immediate like mourning process, um, there are a lot of things that came up that we were like, oh, wow, like actually God was working and like God was like around, even when we went physically in Korea, like God had surrounded my dad with certain Christian friends or my dad's, yeah, my dad's heart had changed. Um, and that was quite evident, like in just mm. like conversations that we had with his friends and like even his family. Yeah. So, yeah, like I think, yeah, to answer your question, there really was that faith still, but mm. it was more a matter of like me accepting that. Yeah. Because it was kind of more like, well, no, I want to be angry and and I want to mm. like be sad. Like, yeah. Yeah, because it felt like if I, like I had a right almost to, mm. to be sad for a while. Yeah. Um, and that lasted for a bit. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna chuck you a curveball question. Yeah. Kind of popped up in my head. What was your What was your view on your own identity? Because the only mm. reason why I ask is I always I do wonder in your early twenties and when you're loving someone to that point where mm. you're investing so much time and not in yourself. Mm. Um, especially during the period where I guess that's the stage where you kind of get to know yourself. Right. Um, self-confidence, identity, blah, blah, blah. Um, just knowing you with your early 20s of, I guess, investing so much in someone else. Mm. I do wonder, like, what was your journey like with your self-identity? Mm. Um, and how did you see yourself, like, in, in mm. between those early 20s? Yeah. Um, yeah. To be honest, like, mm, I think at the time, like, I could only see, like, that, like, mm. my dad. Um, and I saw it from a very, like, third-person perspective. Yeah. And so even, like, when I first met my dad or even, like, when I would go over and see him, um, like, it was really strange. Like, it... Um, like it was almost like I wasn't his daughter, if that makes sense. Sure. I don't know. It was like, yeah, it's, it was definitely like divine in that. Like I just felt my heart break for my dad. Yeah. And like, it didn't even occur to me like what he had done or like what mm. I had gone through or like who, how broken I was. Like, yeah. But I suppose like in that sense, like that in the process also was building my self identity or revealing a lot. Yeah. Or like, I suppose even exposing the misconceptions that I had about mm. like my dad not loving me and like yeah. not committing to us and and that. So I think a lot of it was like, I suppose even building that. And then later in my 20s, like mid-20s, that's when it I spent more time in myself. Yeah. And yeah, really discovering that. Mm. Mm. Yeah, cool. Thanks for sharing. Mm. <laughs> Thanks for sharing. Thanks for sharing. Um, so, you know, that's that pretty much, I guess, it's safe to say, 
took up your mid-twenties? Yeah, so that was, yeah, when I was 24, yeah. when he passed away. And then a couple of years later, you drop a bombshell, you pretty much went, see you later guys, I'm going to London. Yeah, well actually a year later, so um, year I later, think after yeah. that had happened, obviously like a lot of confusion and just mm. like, yeah, just a lot of, wow, like what did I spend my time and money yeah. and... Um, still a lot of like bitterness and confusion towards God mm. and then I was like you know what I'm just gonna do something selfish sure. and do something for myself and like not even think about my family and yeah I just was like yellow let's go to London um, and yeah. so that was end of 25 yeah so yeah about that. a year later I thought you were actually joking I thought you were going on a holiday but it wasn't a holiday. yeah so this is where the middle child comes out of me <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. Hey, what's up homies? Welcome to The Intermission. We just want to take this opportunity to thank you guys for tuning in to our very first podcast series. As it is our first one, we would really appreciate it if you have any feedback or maybe even suggestions on what you'd like to hear next season. We're excited to hear what your thoughts are, so feel free to hit us up at homies.mov at gmail.com. You go to London. Yes. Let's talk about London. Yeah, let's talk about London. How was London? I never asked you this question. Yeah, right. Up until now. How was London? London was London was really good actually. Okay. It um it was definitely like a breather and just mm. it was confronting because um I mean I had a friend there but really it was just me YOLO like by myself, you know, finding a place by myself being independent at the time I was also looking like I just finished uni yeah. kind of thing so I was looking for a job um, you know looking for community there mm. um, a lot of traveling so yeah, yeah it, it was a really good time mm. like you know being more comfortable with what I like you know yeah. understanding what I don't like and being okay with that mm. um, I think I definitely came out more like mm. Yeah, in my time in London. Um, yeah, like, um, it was a hard time as well, though, in that yeah. sense. Like, obviously, it was still very raw. Like, um, and so, yeah, certain times when I was still, like, more, like, grieving. Like, mm. it was difficult in that sense because I was so far away from family and, like, close friends. Yeah. Um, but it was definitely a testing time. Um, mm. Mm. Uh, was it, did you ever get lonely? Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, initially it was fine because obviously like yeah. the hype of things. Yeah. Um, but, you know, when, once like the routine kind of settled, um, so like work and that, um, yeah, I definitely felt lonely. And I that mm. is actually the reason why I came back. So yeah. I plan to stay there, you know, the whole two years yeah. for that um, tier five visa. But um at the end of the day, I was like, you know what? I need community and mm. I need my friends. I need my family. And so I yeah. figured, you know, I can do all the traveling and all the work yeah. from Sydney, mm. um, but I can't really find that community here. So yeah. let's just go back. Yeah. So yeah, it was, it was definitely a lonely time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, 
at the same time, I'm guessing it was a self-discovery time as well. Cause yeah, I mean, mm. I think uh, I think that's the beauty of traveling as well. Yeah. I think um, yeah, going to different places and yeah, being exposed to different cultures and people and and that um, yeah brings an element of like you discovering things that you like or things that you know you appreciate and mm. also vice versa like things that you don't like yeah things like that so. Hmm. It was no. It was definitely enjoyable. I think I regret not staying back. I should have just toughened it out. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's, yeah. Hmm. Oh, cool. Yeah. It was good to have you back when you came back. I think everyone was saying that silently or even verbally, but everyone was like, "Oh yeah, the balance is back. Mirror's back." So yeah. That was kind of cool. Yeah. It was definitely like um, FOMO, like <laughs> seeing everything that happened at um, you know at home yeah. at the time and still trying to be a part of it mm. <laughs> yeah yeah um yeah that was hard i think community was hard um mm. just because like london was such a hub so um you know there were like lots of other people just like me you know yeah. who were there to travel and yeah. to meet people and mm. so like you know when i want community when i want people to like know about me or just hang out um you know they were traveling elsewhere so mm. i still remember like yeah very much just connecting with people back in sydney yeah. and like staying awake because of the time difference mm. um yeah to get yeah. that community yeah mm. would you recommend it to people that are young i definitely would i mean mm. i i like wendy went over as well right, and yeah. um no definitely i would it is an experience that i don't ever regret mm. and if anything i do regret not staying longer yeah um but no, it, it was really good. I Sometimes I can't even believe I, I went. Like, I'm like, oh yeah, I went to London for a year. Yeah, it's pretty mm. crazy. Yeah. 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 London. Mm. Wow. Um, so you come back. Mm -hmm. um, how was it coming back? So I guess the journey up until then is, you know, all the stuff happened with your dad. Mm. And then you go to London. You're still processing, I'm, gu I'm guessing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then you know you're by yourself so I guess it's a bit easier to self-reflect and process all of that but once mm. coming back to Sydney I guess it's in a way it's coming back to reality that you left mm. how was that? Um, it was um, it was actually really good I mean like if anything like being in London I felt like everyone's life moved on but mm. when I came back it felt like everything was just on pause <laughs> yeah. like everything felt the same like yeah. <clears throat> um, like I felt like yeah I just had all this fun <laughs> while Sydney was on pause yeah. um, and so like I suppose um, in a different light it was yeah also hard in that like you know coming back and people yeah, ask, knowing what had happened and mm. asking, you know, how I was. Um, but no, it definitely felt good coming back yeah. at the end. Like, just, yeah, Sydney's great. <laughs> yeah, Sydney's good. I like Sydney. Yeah, that's why you're back, right? Yeah, yeah. so much yeah. better than other cities. Um, so after all that, mm. you, I guess up until now, you're living with either with your mom or you're living at home. Mm. Um, and then you decide to move out for the first time yeah i mean i guess being independent in london yeah like i got used to that lifestyle um mm. and just yeah like having that kind of space yeah um and so 
when I got back, I mean, I was with family for a bit, for a year, and then I decided, you know what, let's go out. Um, almost turning 30. Yeah. Um, I figured, yeah, like, why not? Mm. Why not now? Um, so, yeah, moved out when I was, what, 29? Yeah. Yeah. Just before I turned 30. Yeah. <clears throat> mm. How was that? How was, how, was, how was living by yourself in Sydney? That was really good, actually. I definitely found my rhythm, um, yeah, uh, with work and socialising. Um, and then COVID kind of hit. So yeah. <laughs> that was actually really hard when it was like lockdown and stuff. Yeah. Um, and it just exposed a lot of mm. like, yeah, how much I do actually like people and how much I do vibe off like people's energy and like yeah. socialising and stuff. Yeah. Hmm. But yes, it definitely was a good time. <laughs> yeah. 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 Living by yourself is good sometimes, I must admit. Yeah. I mean, like one thing is that I really do like hosting people yeah. and like, you know, just having people over. And so that was, I think the biggest thing mm. that I got out of like being moving out just like having people over like being intentional about like who i had over uh, um yeah yeah mm. Mm. nice um yeah there's so much to you got so much to share about your 20s but we don't have enough time but this is cool if people want to know more they can ask you personally yeah so, definitely um i guess you know in the last couple of minutes or so, you've shared about your 20s. Yeah. Um, I guess the biggest question is, like, what was the general theme around your mm. 20s? If you had to kind of put it in a box and then theme it, name it, label it, whatever you want to call it, and then to someone else be like, hey, mm. here's some advice, or this is what my 20s were like, mm. it's going to be all okay. Like, what, what would be the central theme be? Mm. I I suppose it would be like just like my identity in Christ so I feel like you know definitely the beginning of my 20s was more like based on like I suppose sacrifices that I made or like that time given Um, and then obviously when I went to London it was more about discovering like yeah what I was comfortable with what I liked and um, being okay with certain things Mm. um and then even coming back as well um i think it really was more about like yeah being comfortable and not like being so caught up in like what other people think yeah um hmm Mm. i think that would be the biggest thing yeah um yeah that i got out of my 20s cool Mm. yeah um, and then, as you said, you're a teacher now. You're mm-hmm. in your 30s. Yes. Um, so what's, I guess, what's the biggest difference that you're feeling right now? <sighs> apart from the physical side of things. Um, yes. Being in your 30s compared to you being in your 20s, I guess. Mm. I mean, definitely more comfortable. Mm. I mean, you definitely have more, like, flexibility in terms of, like, obviously your income or, yeah. like just even just being comfortable with yourself so now that i'm like you know confident in like who i am and like um obviously having gone through much um Mm. yeah kind of just 
not fearing people and others but just being true to myself and yeah trusting god in that process um would be like yeah where i've set off in my 30s especially because like when i turned 30 was during lockdown (laughs) and so i was very lonely (laughs) um and it really made me think you know like yeah really um i suppose dwell on my 20s and then moving into my 30s like what i do really want to take from my 20s And how I want to, like, I suppose, build that foundation for my 30s. Yep. But, yeah, um, I suppose just, yeah, being really comfortable and being okay with, like, mm. expressing, like, what I want. Yeah. <laughs> and not yep. being so caught up with what other people think. Yep. And how mm. they judge me, I yep. suppose. Mm. Yeah. And then your journey with God, you know, finish, finish the sentence, God was in your 20s and then God is. Yeah. Now, after you've gone through what you've gone yeah, through right. uh, in your 20s? Oh, um, God was faithful mm. in my 20s um, and patient. <laughs> and now God is mm, still good. Mm. <laughs> and yeah still faithful nice nice and lastly um, if you were to see yourself in your 20s mm-hmm. how would you describe yourself back in your 20s on Mira O and then describe yourself now um, being uh, in your 20s oh 30 sorry yeah um Oh, that's really hard. <laughs> Me in my 20s. Um, I guess I I guess I was faithful. Yeah. Or like, yeah, I suppose when others saw me, um, that's what it would have looked like. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully. Yeah. Um, and just like committed, I suppose, mm. determined. Um, me now... Mm. Mm. <laughs> I don't know, it's hard. Um, <laughs> um, I that's really hard actually. I'm me mm. now, God. Oh, I am. Hopefully, still faithful <laughs> and committed. Um, more comfortable. I don't know. I don't yeah. Know, more confident. Maybe like I'll finish. Yeah. I'll finish your thirties. Yeah. I think for me, seeing you in your thirties now. Yeah. Um, I feel like it's the beginning of a journey of you being you by yourself now. Right. I think that's the biggest difference that I see is yeah, twenties mm. you sacrifice a lot for other people, mm-hmm. but I think now in your thirties, like you have the opportunity now to look after yourself yeah so yeah yeah i agree (laughs) nice um so thanks for sharing no Um, problem yeah with mira i think everyone goes through the everyone goes through their different journeys Mm. but i think your journey is not so much in i don't think unique is the right word with everyone's journeys but in a way there's a lot of things that people can learn because During those six years with your dad, you had every right to tap out. 
Mm. Yeah, every right to be like, no, nah, it's not happening. It's not going anywhere. Mm -hmm. uh, I've done enough, which you did. You know, you sacrificed money, you sacrificed time. Um, but, you know, you being faithful to your dad um, kind of just showed, kind of humbled, at least for me personally, humbled me because it kind of showed, I had a, you know, there was a glimpse of God. There was, there was a glimpse of God's faithfulness. Mm. And the fact that even after all this stuff happened, um, if your dad passing away, but yet being kind of steady in a way, mm. maybe emotionally you went through your emotional stuff, but I think spiritually um, you were very steady, mm. which is kind of cool because it's completely opposite to me. Um, <laughs> it's very opposite to me. Right. Um, but at least for me personally, every time I saw your life, I was reminded that, yeah, that God is steady and God is faithful. Mm. So um, I think you will, you're an encourage, encouragement to a lot of people mm. that you know. Um, and I think a lot of people need to know your story. Not, mm. not, the, sake of, not the sake for your story, um, but I think God's character does get revealed mm. with your story. Um, so yeah. Thanks for sharing. Cool. Thanks. Done. <laughs>